This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, Jen. Hey, Heather. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hi, Kelly. It's great. Yeah. Everything's going wonderful. Okay. Yeah. The cherry blossoms are blooming, I saw. They are finally. Even though it's still so cold. It's so cold. It's the winter that will not die. <laughs> but we've reached peak bloom and time keeps barreling forward. It's, so it snowed yesterday. It did snow yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a it's uh, that's fun. How but, how about there in uh, California? On the on the west coast. Uh, the San Francisco weather continues to confound me. Mm. I still have no idea what season it is. Um, it can be terribly uh, rainy and cold and then just generally chilly all of the time. But the sun will be out and beautiful. And then the next day will be really foggy and terrible and cold. So I don't know. That is confounding. I don't know what season that is. Yeah. California. I just. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's California. I think it's just San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's like Bay Area nonsense. Yeah. So I have no idea what season it is. If someone from San Francisco can tell me what season it is, that I would I would really appreciate that, actually. Thanks. Um, so enough about the weather. Uh, it's like we just met on the elevator or something. I know, <laughs> I know right? Well, I don't think uh, I would share this ne- this whiskey that we're going to talk about with just someone that I met on the elevator with. But no. I don't know. They would need to be, like, a really nice stranger, I guess. Yeah. Hot as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake on an elevator. Sorry. What? Drake on an elevator. Hell yeah, Drake on an elevator. <laughs> it's not even that hot. Do you think but I would still share that? I know, it, but Drake is like it, it's a that's a other category. Yeah, <laughs> category. He's our special whiskey friend. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, like, sorry. He's probably I, carrying Virginia Black around with him. <laughs> He'd be like, I got some right here. <laughs> oh hello. He's ready at any moment. <laughs> Now I do want to run again in yeah, really. an elevator. <laughs> okay, sorry, Kelly. We're disrupting your segue. <laughs> oh, please. Whatever. Any any excuse to talk about Drake, I'm totally <laughs> Um, So today we are going to taste uh, five whiskeys. What? Yes, that is correct. Five whiskeys. They are lined up in front um, of us spectacularly. Each of us, we have them on each coast. So there are like ten whiskeys. Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey cats, coast to coast, <laughs> from the distillery Brickladdy uh, on the lovely island of Isla in Scotland, in the UK. Um, we are very, very fortunate to be able to sample these, and um, we're going to tell you all about them. We actually discussed Brickladdy a little bit on our Isla episode um, from season one, I believe. And we talked about a couple of the other um, Isla distilleries in that episode as well um, from when uh, I went and visited Isla that magical time uh, a couple of years ago. It was 2015. But Heather, do you want to? 2015. Yeah, I know. That is, it was so long ago. So long. Oh, it is so long. World. <sighs> it was episode 15. Was that in our first season? Did we record that yeah. many episodes? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We really barreled through. We were. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were pretty prolific our first season. Yeah, it was a lot easier when um, we were all in one place. We were so so young. So, okay. <laughs> so innocent. So we had no idea what was to befall us. How much we would need to savor that whiskey in front of us. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you went and visited and then brought some samples back with you. We tried the Beaumore and the Brooklotti, Yeah. The tenure that they yeah. had at the time. And uh, you can go back and listen to that episode, but we'll recap it for you real fast. Um, do you want me to explain some of the, like, the brief history that we yeah. talked about? So we won't go into yeah, everything. You can, like, look it up online. But, like, uh, you know, it's a, they, they open around the 18, late 1800s, um, you know, produced for about 100 years. And um, they closed down around, uh, they were sold many, many times uh, and closed down in the 90s. They were bought again in um, 2000. Uh, by a few people who run it now, so it's opened back up. Uh, it was bought by Remy Martin in 2012, and yep. now they are doing all sorts of new things, but also reviving their old things, as we will talk about in this episode. So we have the privilege today to taste um, some of their rare cast series, which are just coming out, um, and we each have a little bit of a sampling of those. Um, the ones we are going to taste are... The 1984 Bourbon All In, the 1985 Bourbon Hidden Glory, and the 1986 Sherry the Magnificent Seven. So why don't we start out by talking about the Bourbon All In, which is the 1984. Yeah, so we'll try this um, Bourbon All In. Uh, This is from a series that they were doing in 1984. So of course, this is before... um, the distillery closed and reopened again, but they still had all this whiskey uh, from, you know, back in the day. Uh, of course, <laughs> we, we were all born in <laughs> before 1984, so it's not that quite that back in the day. And so they're actually emptying all these casks. They, they're going through the very last 12 casks from this 1984 series. So it's a Scotch whiskey that, uh, you know, has been aged all this time. Um, when they found it again, they decided to... Uh, re uh to refinish it and so actually all these rare casks were in um you know from these old 80s casks and they're refinished one way or another so this one was refinished in um, bourbon barrels in 2008 and so it's been chugging along in bourbon barrels so let's give it a try and i should say that the one so we tried the 10-year um expression when we had the Islay episode and one thing we talked about a lot is that this is not a very like peat forward um distillery. It's not like an Ardbeg or, right. um, you know, some of the other ones that are just like really, really heavy, like smack you in the face with a peat. And so this is kind of interesting because I hate peat. So let's find out what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, just about pouring and opening this, it smelled so good. It really does smell so good. And it smells like a bourbon. It smells like an excellent bourbon. And complicated. I mean, this is like... Oh, yeah, it does smell like a bourbon. Cheers. 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 Oh, it smells so good. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy shit. That is smooth. That's incredible. I mean, it tastes like a scotch, but it's so smooth and it's not peaty. Oh, my gosh. It, there's a little there. Like, yeah, you, you know, yeah. it's, it's, but it's in the background. It doesn't hit you in the face. Or the nostrils when it, you know, like in... <laughs> It smells like a <laughs> yes inside the nostrils. It goes at the back of your throat. Yeah. Kind of. 
It does, it smells like a bourbon, although now that I've tasted it, I can smell the peat, but you yeah. can't when you first smell it. No, but it does bring it out as soon as you taste it. It is so mellow, but so sort of complicated at the same time. It's super flavorful. Okay, I will. I was waiting until we tried it too to talk about how we <laughs> discussed the the tenure, which was like uh, impenetrable chaos. at once and you couldn't really tell them apart and actually I I sort of feel that way again not that it's chaos but that it hits every single note it's yep. sweet and it's bitter and it's sour and it's spicy it has like wow it's so smooth it, ha- it has layers it's like I am getting a lot of um spice on the back which I find fascinating because it it reads so much like a bourbon to me that it's that it's almost like I'm getting the the grain and the, like a there's no rye in this. There's 100 percent no rye in it, but it, like the burn is familiar. Like it feels like a rye, but clearly not a rye. There's zero rye in it. In this. fact, they're very uh, insistent that they only use grain that grows on Isla. That's it. Nothing yeah. imported. Isla. Oh, what Isla? No, I wouldn't say Isla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like my brain is not going to compute that. That's burn- okay. You can correct me every time. <clears throat> The burn doesn't go at all past the top of my throat. Like it, it is so smooth yeah. yep. going down. I mean, but then I feel it again in my stomach, warm in my tummy. Yeah, that's where it's really? <laughs> that's um, a good place. God, this is good. <clears throat> wow. So we could talk about this copy for a minute uh, in the catalog. It's really, <laughs> yeah. it's really good, and they. You know, it's um like it's you want to kind of like egotistical, but you they're just like we love this and it's so pretty. It's basically how this copy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it's a little heart. It's a little heart wrenching to read because they they talk about how these are you know there's only so many of these casts mm-hmm. and they're really really sad to let them go. Yeah. I like really super sad to let them out into the world, but at the same time they're super proud of the product. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's the copy is it is is really. It's copy that it's totally marketing, but it, I, you know, I am, I have bought it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> like, you know that these guys are really into their product and are very proud of their product. Um, I don't know. It, it, com- it comes across. Yeah. So, like, the color isn't, no, wait, you say it. You read the color. <laughs> yeah. They describe the, they describe the color as an Isla sunrise. Which we cannot speak to, but I'm sure it's beautiful. It's sort of gorgeous. It's yeah, it's. Um, I think this is one of the lightest of the, of the. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the aroma is the that we gorgeous. Have. Period. Do they write out period? <laughs> no, but it just it just no. Counts. Counts. <laughs> it just does go on to more description. I totally agree with their characterization for mood slash character. There is a quiet feel to this dram, delicate yet assured of its identity. Oh, just like us. Just like us. <laughs> and I will like. I think you know. We haven't really talked about the bottle a ton, but I like that it's like packed with information. So these little samples that we have, um, you know, it sort of lays out age 32 years, um, cask maturation bourbon, and then they drew this on September 20th of last year. And then it tells you who it was drawn by and the sample purpose, education slash other. What's the AYS? Is that the aging years since or something? What does that mean? 
Um, I think that was um, probably distilled on New Year's Eve, like probably eighty four. P- probably put it into a cask in eighty four. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, I think uh, they said something about how this was something that they refilled like every. Um, this dram comes from the very last 12 casks of the 1984 Legacy dis- Distillation, poignantly filled on 31st December of that year. Yeah, in 2008, they found they found the classic parcel, the vintage parcel that celebrated the style, and recast it into fresh bourbon for the last leg of an epic journey. Well, this is... Um, so this is from the last 12 keg casks from 84, unpeated Isla single malt scotch whiskey... Uh, limited release, so this is only available in 3,000 bottles. Aged 32 years, distilled, matured, and bo- bottled on Isla. Um, and then a bunch of, like, oh, and then matured in refill bourbon barrels and hogshead, recast into first fill bourbon barrels in 2008. Kelly, what would this retail if we were, like, in Isla looking for a bottle of whiskey to buy? Okay, so um, according to Caskers, the 1984 32 uh, rare cast series bourbon all in is it's actually currently on sale on caskers for $969.99 um the full full retail is $1999 oh god well it tastes like a thousand bucks so these yeah. are <laughs> not that i would know what a thousand bucks tastes like <laughs> Oh, we're, right. like, we're like uh, Chinese fan fiction writers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Really, we've made uh, it. We've made it. <laughs> we've totally made it. Oh, All right. my God. That's next. Well, we're very lucky to have these samples. Let's, we are so, I'm sorry. Yeah, just we are so lucky to have these. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and taste the 85, which is the Hidden Glory. Um, this one is aged 32 years, cast match maturation in a bourbon barrel. Um, Looks like it was refinished twice. So it was moved into a bourbon barrel until 2012, and then it was refinished again until 2017 in a French oak. That's right. Let's give it a try. Great. You do that every time? I don't know. Of course we do. <laughs> it's a new glass. You know, this one, I noticed when I opened the bottle, I didn't smell anything, and I didn't know if that was because I was still overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the first bottle, but I get almost no aroma from this. Really? It's, it's got, like, a I feel like... It's very subtle. Spicier than the last, I would say, by, on the nose. That's so funny. I feel like this one is more bourbon-y smelling to me. Are we going to have controversy? What are you drinking out of? Con. Okay, these. This is the sidebar. Uh, the new glass I got for Christmas, which is the we yeah, talked about this yeah, other episode. I recognize it. Uh, which is the double wall glass, which on the outside is more of a like a tumbler, but on the inside is more tulip like, like a Glencarin. But so remember the marketing copy. It was like so you can still make eye contact when you <laughs> sit. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Creep like a creep. Like a creep. But like a creep. Make so anyways, uh, it's not as dramatic. <laughs> oh my god, it's just true. like that. <laughs> Ooh. This one's spicier, but oh man, but then it goes away. It's peatier. Yeah, it's still really smooth, but it doesn't for all its uh bourbon lifestyle. 
many different bourbon it, barrels. It, doesn't, it really doesn't taste like bourbon at all <laughs> to me. No. no, 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 not at all. It tastes like what I would want. If I, if I were to decide what the perfect scotch was for me, this might be very, very close to that because it tastes like a scotch. This, this may be blasphemy and I apologize, Brooklady people, but it reminds me of the, the Dalwini 15, which is like, uh-huh. and I say that as a person who is not like a massive scotch drinker. And so the Dalwini is like, is more, is a more, a little more accessible to me mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. And this has the, has similar subtlety. You can, you can delete that if you think it will be offensive to our hosts. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Um, that's the kind of stuff we shouldn't um, censor because we're not actually making an ad. Yeah. Good point. Um, so it's, cause it's, they're both, you know, the similarities are the sort of like not overwhelming peat, sort of some roundness to it, like, mm-hmm. which comes, I'm sure, from being aged in the bourbon barrels um, and still pretty smooth. I like it. This is so fascinating to me because I can, I get like maple on the nose, but then when I drink it, I get a bite. I get no maple, but I get maple and no bite. This feels non-bitey to me. Completely, almost completely. I don't feel any sort of burn or spice. No. Yeah, it, t- it tingles my tongue. No, mm, doesn't do that to me. Yeah, same. The first sip kind of did, but so the more funny. I sip, it's like. Eh. Yeah, maybe that first sip, but it's it's uh, it's mellow. This is like this is a this is a session thousand dollar scotch whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess now it's we're into that category. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the aroma. It has a lot of stuff that I didn't pick out. Um, blood orange, nectarines. Oh no! Oh no! Banana bread. Don't don't say <laughs> it. Oh, don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. Coconut, vanilla custard, and then both floral and nutty tones. Geranium, marzipan. I, I don't know what a fucking geranium smells like. <laughs> marzipan, <laughs> walnut, and heather honey. I would would definitely say this is more like warm flavors on my tongue than the last one. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because it, it, you know, it kind of calls it the texture is wonderfully soft and syrupy, which I agree with. I think it, because it has no burn at all. It, 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 Soft is actually a really good way to describe Soft, it. Soft, I, I agree. Syrupy, I don't know if I'd go with. Syrupy is maybe a little much, but. Yeah. Do you still, Kelly, do you still have your other glass? Because smelling the two is so I interesting. Do. So very different. The wow, first really. How sweet it is. It's very, it oh, smells yeah. like a bourbon, 100%. It does. But this one. Wow. Yeah, in comparison to the, to the 84. Like a good lover. The wow. The finish is long and gentle. <laughs> also accurate, I think. Very Brooklyn. <laughs> well, we have to read the character one. Uh, the character so is always the best one, right? Attempting to describe the feeling and style of this whiskey will fall woefully short of doing it justice. This is a vintage that will not be forgotten, and it is my pleasure to be able to release it to the world. Oh my. Uh, I want somebody from Bukhati to whisper that into my I ear know. while I'm drinking this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he has a beard? I think there's a picture of him here. Oh, hello. Yeah, he's got a scruff. Mm. Not, a, not a beard. Oh, he's got scruffy scruff, not a beard. 
Um, so this is from 22 casks from 85, um, and only... F- so, sorry, what? Yes, being inappropriate. You <laughs> <laughs> guys are the worst. I'm good. I'm contained. I apologize. Um, I was just saying, uh, this is from the last... Last 22 casks from 85 and only limited release of 4,200 bottles. 4,200. We're so privileged. Jeez. Get them again. All right. Should we do the next one? Gosh, that was, both of these are so delicious. Yeah. I need to, I need to finish one of these or down. We're just lining them up. We're going to come back to them when the episode's over. Correct. (laughs) While we watch some episodes. Yeah. I was going to say, I wish I had a fireplace all of a sudden. Oh, so the this last one in the um, rare cask edition is the Sherry, the Magnificent Seven, ultra rare, ultra rare. So this one was right from the beginning. It was um, aged in Sherry and Sherry casks. It was first filled into. Oloroso Butts in 1986. Uh, And then in 2012, it was, they say, they decided to supercharge it by filling it into another sherry from Pedro Zimenez from the winemaker Jean Peterson at Bodega Fernando de Castilla. My Spanish slash Italian. Your Spanish has really improved since moving to (laughs) California. (laughs) <laughs> and this this is the most rare so this is only from seven casks and it's from 1986 wow. um and a limited release of 4200 bar- uh, bottles three decades old baby let's drink it cheers to that let's drink it all right oh that is Again, sherry like completely different nose definitely sherry Oh, raisins. <laughs> it's very fruity. Wow, it is raisins. It's like a um, dessert oh. wine with like a little scotch oh my at the God. back end. You know, we talked about that tenure having an almost, like, not port, but like port Did leaning. We? Yeah, like kind of raisiny. Wow. And. Look at hates it. I hate Sherry. I hate Sherry so much. Oh, man. And that's all I taste is raisin. I tell you, I, I'm all kind I taste. of enjoying it. Yeah. It's like a dessert whiskey. It, it, an aperitif. It really, it's so heavy. It, <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it tastes like a, a really rich Sherry. In the way that, like, you know, that those taste like that. The first one tasted like bourbon. Yeah. Can I can I read this? Uh, I which I found kind of hilarious and very on the nose. Now that I've had this, this is a dram with a history and a backstory that will be hard to beat. Sherry plus Sherry two Sherry to infinity and beyond. Picture the rocket. Yep. Rocket emoji. It is like Sherry 10x. Sherry times Sherry times Sherry. You know, I don't like Sherry, but I don't hate this. I can't decide if I out and out like it. You know, like I'd be like, man, I want to go out of my way to drink that. 
but it's real. I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting, and it tastes close enough to to like a. It tastes like a dessert wine to me, mm-hmm. and so I really can picture after a meal, the right meal. Um, <laughs> The kind of meal that you have a thousand dollar pour after. Yeah. I guess it's not a thousand dollar pour, but but like a tenth of that? A one hundred dollar pour. pour. (laughs) Um I can see it. I can picture drinking this in a dark room after a very long meal and no dessert or cheese for dessert. I feel like I would actually really enjoy this. Yeah, and you know their tasting notes um evoke Christmas multiple times. Yeah. Christmas cake and that it it feels like something you would sit in front of a fireplace and yeah, nosh on some dried apricots and stuff. You can send yours to us, Kelly. It's okay. I've I finally <laughs> Yeah, I I just there are only so few occasions that I like to partake in raisins and sultanas and dried fruits and I don't really like those flavors in my scotch or my whiskey so and that's fine I get it you know that's totally fine Jen and I love port but we forget about it all the time like we hardly ever order it because we just kind of forget it and also we're not dessert people we'll just keep drinking whatever we're drinking right but when we do like this, <laughs> this reminds me how much I like doing that. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking, why don't I own more port? Like that's what this means. <laughs> so maybe, so I don't know if that means that I want to drink this or it just reminds me of things that I do want to drink. I don't know. Well, and it does taste, I think it's mellower and mellower. The more I sip it, 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 it just like the last one, it, it, it um, it's very soft. I'm going to use that now. I think it's a great, um, mm-hmm. descriptor. Mm-hmm. Kelly, Kelly's like, can down. We move on? <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next ones, which are a whole different breed. Okay. So these next two whiskeys that we have from Bergladi are are not rare. Uh, they're not from the 80s. They are from... The future. The... <laughs> I mean, the that's future. what they say, actually. It's from a futuristic Scottish farm. So this is like kind of the other end, like where we were going back in history with the rare cast. Now we're kind of doing their version of Jumping like forward. modernism, you know, future futurism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a hundred percent organically grown Scottish barley. Right. It's not barley. Just, it's not just organic. It's it's a biodynamic farm. So yeah, it sounds like they just started it, which is you know takes some it takes some getting used to. Um, yeah, or at least I guess started it about 10 or 15 years ago, right? right. Yeah, right. Um, and interesting that it's matured in American oak casks from ex bourbon and Tennessee whiskeys. Hmm. Okay, so a little UK US collaboration and unpeated. All right, I like just, it just for more. you, Heather. So this is the 2009, right? And what's the actual name? The it is the organic. Cheers. The smell is super subtle. Ooh, that is very grain forward. <laughs> That's a way to put it. <laughs> it's so unfair it so to try these. And I know I'm the one who said, let's try the rare cast first, because I really did want to get to that. But it is really unfair to 
try these anywhere in the vicinity of the rare casts because they are so different. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're talking like three, almost four decade old, multiple finished difference <laughs> scotches. Difference. And, uh, and then this, which is like, you know, relatively extremely young. Yeah. So it is not complex. Grain forward, I think, is exactly correct. So whenever I taste something that's very grain forward, I always expect the flavor of corn. So this is my taste buds are are like, wait, this isn't corn. Why isn't this corn? It's very grain forward. I can taste the grain. But it's still it still has an interesting sweetness to it, but clearly not as sweet as corn. I think it is actually a lot more sweet than I thought it was. And it's not yeah. spicy. It's um it's something else. It's like I'm not sure how to describe it. But it has that grain sweetness. What is that face? Bourbon sweetness. It's like a whole different kind of. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's it's you just you're it's really you don't bitter. like it. It's like it's bittersweet. Is what it is. It just tell me tell me what you're thinking, Jen. That's a fun <laughs> face. It's uh, it just tastes done to me. That's all. I you know it it has potential. I, I get the bittersweet for sure. It just, um, it kind of numbs my tongue in a way that I don't enjoy. Yeah. It feels extremely high alcohol, mm. high alcohol, grainy. It needs time. It needs more. It needs something. Just stay in the bottle. Oh, this is, this 50. is 50%. So this is 50% is ABV. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, it does say, like I mean, deli- deliciously creamy look- with barley notes, very much to the fore. So they know what they know what they're making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, and, and you're right. It's totally unfair to drink this after three. What in my mind were spectacular drinks. Yes, yeah. the best whiskeys we've probably like ever had. <laughs> yeah, certainly at, the best at least, ever had. At least yeah. in a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I struggle with it a little bit. But well, let's try the other one to see how it compares. Yeah. So this is just a year different, right? Is there anything else different about these, or is it just yeah. a year older? Um, so the the main difference is that the bear barley, and I'm pronouncing it bear, and it could be pronounced a different way, and I apologize again to the Scots, um, it's that it's a heritage grain. That's the best way I can describe it, is that bear barley is a heritage grain, and bear barley goes back to about 5,000 years, and they think they can trace the origins of this particular strain of barley to the Vikings, and it's meant to be able to grow on, uh, you know, a really tough northern latitudes, you know, zero sun, harsh climate, uh, and that's that's basically what this is, um, is is what this barley is. And it's a and it's a hundred percent bear barley grown uh, on Isla. It's beautiful. And and yeah. And again, like the why this is so interesting is not only because it's this kind of heritage breed of grain, but that only one of three distillers in Scotland are growing this uh, grain. Well, then. let's give it a try. Last one. <laughs> it has kind of a, a very disturbingly sweet uh, nose. Yeah. 
This to me tastes very much like uh, like the most traditional scotch we've had all night. I would agree. I like it better than the last. Just because it has a little bit more going on. Also unpeated. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. It doesn't taste unpeated to me. Yeah, I think I like this better than I, the organic. I definitely do. Um, I, I don't taste the grain as much. Like, I feel like the organic was very grain forward. The grain is there, but it's not overwhelming like the organic is. This, to me, definitely hits that. Like I said, it you know, it tastes like the most traditional scotch. And it tastes to me like the reason why I don't normally drink scotch. Mm-hmm. Like it, Interesting. I don't think it... I feel like it's not that peated to me. I don't think it's that peated. I mean, it's certainly not uh, out of control, like, hit you in your face, Pete. But there's something... It's not even really the Pete. It's something... Um, there's something, like, kind of sour about it uh, that I feel in the roof of my mm. mouth. Interesting. I Oh, I... I hate to say this, but oh, I'm going to say it because I'm going to ruin it for both of you. Does it start with the word, with the letter B? It's, <laughs> no, it's like sour milk. Ugh. Well, that's definitely one way to ruin it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, ta- it's like tangy. Yeah, tangy. It's that's, that's it. The tang. The tangy sourness, which, you know, like, despite describing it like sour milk, that's also kind of like a blue cheese note. It's like, it's those kinds of things that a lot of people really like that flavor. Uh, I really have a huge aversion to that flavor, blue cheese and all, anything like that. (laughs) I think, but it's very one note. Mm -hmm. Like whatever that Mm -hmm. tang thing is with like a little, like smoky tang, whatever it is that's in there. Yeah. It's like smoked blue cheese. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It says gooseberries. Which, you know, gooseberries are super tangy, but I don't think it's the kind of tangy that I'm really tasting. Okay. That was super interesting. This was fascinating. Yeah. And and also, Heather, I just, um, you you said about how, I just wanted to clarify one thing about Briglotti as a a distillery. Um, They do produce a very high peat on peat on peat on peat on peat, like to the extreme scotch called it's their octomore uh strain and we were also offered to taste some of the octomore and i decided to opt out immediately because you knew from, once i opened it in my house i would have to move because, out and never come back yeah, <laughs> like selling because the basically heather would have burned down her condo within we the building outside. and been like peace out I am no longer living and here. And it's not even just peed on peed so, on peed. It um, is actually known as the peediest scotch. Like, that's that's the title. Scotch. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. I think it's super fascinating yeah. that they so, do that, though. It like, is. Like, as much as I would hate myself, it I do kind of want to, like, yeah. sniff it and run away. We need to be, like, have a pool nearby. Yeah. yeah. So that we can, like, drink it and then <laughs> immediately, <laughs> like, cleanse our bodies of all Don't smoke <laughs> flavor. <laughs> And have like a like a daiquiri on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you remember when we went into that art bag <laughs> tasting? How we just like walked into the room and you could. There's no forgetting going. that Kelly. There's no I, forgetting it. For like four days later, 
We, yeah, I it wouldn't like, wash out of my I hair. I lived in a cloud of art bag. Like, oh, God. It wasn't just going home and taking a shower. You had to immediately throw all your clothes into the washing oh, machine. Oh, yes. And sheets. Everything. That was so gross. You know what I like about this week's Science Corner? What's that, Jen? <laughs> I like that it's... That this this story is really sort of a combination of both science and poetry. I, I like it. <laughs> Putting okay. the A in steam. Yes. Very, very good. <clears throat> we at the National Science Foundation are very pro-steam. Okay. So um, there was this piece written in uh, the site called The Conversation a few months ago, and it was written by um, academics, actually. It's not like a journalistic piece. It was, about, it was by academics. And basically their whole thing is that, so geologists talk about Earth history. We call it deep time because it's really hard for people, even geologists sometimes, to like conceive of how long the Earth has been around. Never mind the universe. But it's also even, way better to say when you're high. <laughs> deep time, man. <laughs> Uh, deep time. Deep time. Um, John McPhee coined the term in 1981. I can loan you the book. Well, he was high. Probably. <laughs> was a geologist after all. Um, and so, right, so it's hard to conceive of, like, how long the Earth has been around. Um, and, you know, peat, which is, of course, used in in scotch making, takes a really long time to develop. It's not like you can just make peat and then smoke your scotch with it like it doesn't work that way um a lot of peat bogs are like seven to twelve thousand years old and so these people went out and with some of the peat cutters so what you do like the people that use the peat they go out and they like cut chunks of it and then carry it back to wherever they're making the whiskey so it's super fascinating to go to isla to see how it's like cut up it's like long bricks was the best way I can describe how the peat is cut out of the peat bog. It's like long, long, long bricks, as I'm showing <laughs> Jen and Hen. The hand motions really sell it. Long, Amazing long hand bricks. gestures to indicate long <laughs> yeah. bricks. Very well done. Um, and so, like, these poets and scholars went out with the whiskey people to sort of watch them cut into it and sort of honor the peat cutting with some poetry and... Uh, History of the Peat, honoring the deep time of the Peat. Okay. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, because it's like, it's not a, it's like, Peat's going to disappear if we keep cutting it up and using it to make scotch. That's just right. So I know it's, you know, obviously quite old, but does it regenerate at all? It does, but it takes like 10,000 years. Yeah. So it's like oil. Oil will regenerate once you kill enough stuff and bury it. Yeah, but but kill some more dinosaurs. You need to kill some more dead. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, anyway, so these poets and these, like, geologists went out together to, like, look at the pea and watch it be cut. And I liked the way that they concluded the story. So, thinking about an everyday object in such a way allowed us to engage with deep time through a seemingly everyday glass of whiskey. So they, like, were drinking the whiskey and thinking about the old peat that went into it. 
Appreciating the deep geological time scales that shaped rock water and the taste of whiskey gave rise to the stories for generations who have worked the peat, creative poetics, and histories of the peat. I'm not really sure what the structure of that sentence, but <laughs> it sounded kind of nice. Um, but okay, so then they ended. Deep times, vastness can seem out of scale with human life, but thinking about materials and different kinds of knowledge and local expertise, we see how it protrudes into the everyday. So they're using the making of whiskey to understand deep time and appreciate both. I love it. So it's like science slash poetry corner. Go read that article on the conversation that we post on the interwebs. It's almost too bad we can't do Poetry Corner every episode. Oh, we could. We could. <laughs> Start writing our own angsty <laughs> whiskey poetry. I just, I'm just going to nix that. I'm just going to say no. Just a bunch of Johnny Cash. No. We could open, if you're worried, we could open with the poem. <laughs> no. Kelly's no. Like, Nixing no. Poetry Corner. Okay, that's fine. Fair enough. Oh, man. This is great. Yes. There's a lot of whiskey on our table. There's Thank God I invested in those little Ikea glasses so long ago because we used every single we one today. It's kind of impressive. So we just want to send a huge thank you to Serious Business and Krista Freebaum for sending us these amazing samples of Reglotti. Uh We have had an amazing time tasting these. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, we will definitely put up uh, Krista and Serious Business information up on our website for you, but they're the ones that represent Brooklotti within the U.S. Um, in terms of the marketing, uh, and we would never be able to tell you about these amazing samples without them. So again, thank you to Krista and Serious Business. Also, we each have a little bit left, so if you know us personally... And want to have a drink? We if might you share. Know we us might share. Personally, you better know us but well. Maybe not those three. <laughs> yeah, you better know us damn well. Because I'm pretty sure I don't really know anyone here on this West Coast. So if She's you like, like, not even Mal. Slide not into even my Mal. DMs. Mal's, Mal's gonna slide yeah, into the DMs. No. Yeah. Can I? Can I try something? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, if anybody else wants to send us whiskey, I know. get on that. We we We're, have mailing addresses. We'll drink literally anything. <laughs> Once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anything. <sighs> Alright. We'll see you next time on Whiskey Cats. Uh cheers to your most expensive bottle. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll be back next time with a much while we're drinking more with of something this. I picked up at so the grocery store. <laughs> Please subscribe to us via your favorite podcast app, such as iTunes or SoundCloud, or find us online at whiskeycats.com. Email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at whiskey underscore cats. And if you'd like to leave us a short voicemail message, please call 202-760-2009. See you next time. Cheers. <laughs> Honey, baby, won't you cuddle near? That sweet mama whisper in your ear. I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh and sing. Give it to me, Papa. I'm wild about that thing. Now we're just snobs. We went from <laughs> the age of innocence to whiskey snobs in three I'm sorry, years. You're